Hi, uh, this is Dr. Randy Bach. Today's October 19, 2022, and I'm here for a coronavirus conversation with you. <clears throat> uh, please join the conversation. Uh, feel free to uh, contact me through the comments section and so forth. Um, I'm going to try to zip around a little bit. <clears throat> I have no guests uh, here tonight, not even my dog. <laughs> uh, he seems to have uh, had enough of coronavirus, as had uh, many of us, perhaps. Um, uh, what's new and different? Well, um, I went to the ballet. Uh, last weekend, uh, the Boston Ballet at the Boston Opera House, and uh, it's not my thing really. But uh, somebody had an em you know empty seat, free ticket, so I went along, and uh, you know it's it's culture. Uh, I had some interest, you know, I had some observations, uh, partly of the the crowd. Uh, it's you know Boston's partly Brahmin um, uh, kind of upper crust, but mixed in with uh, upper crust from other. Um, ethnicities and so forth, not just uh, the Anglo-Saxon Protestants and so forth. Um, but, you know, there's kind of a Harvard strain at the ballet um, based in clothing and attitude and uh, education style and whatnot. I mean, I could be misreading the room, but um, th th this was for, for this type of event far less masked than most uh, I've been to of this type, which is, you know, kind of leans upper class, uh, wealthy, and here, Democrat. Um, so I got a few pictures I, I would show. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of our institutions have been hollowed out by uh, the um, endless fear and the fear mongering and the fear uh, generation. I think that this has been done with a purpose. Uh, I um, was uh, at my, um, one of my clubs, my uh, squash and tennis club, and um, I was listening to two very erudite, educated guys um, after their tennis game uh, talk about um, uh, one of uh, set of their of one of their parents. Um, uh, both of them had had COVID just now, and uh, neither one's sick, uh, but they had to go through the whole uh, kind of rigmarole. Uh, got prescribed uh, Paxlovid, um, and the concerned son, uh, bright guy. Uh, I was asking the doctor, you know, my dad doesn't really have any, he's 91, but he doesn't really have any symptoms from this. Why is he taking this? And the doctor's like, well, yeah, you have a good point. Maybe not. Because, you know, he, he said there could be side effects from uh, the medication. And why undertake that if he's not having any illness? He's 91 years old. He's not sick at all. So how bad a thing is this? Um, I'm sure he's had all his shots and so forth. Uh, I mentioned my uh, recent article. I'll show it to you here um, to uh, my friend. Um, and, uh, cause I, I was saying that I'll, I'll get to it actually in a second, but I was saying that, um, you know, that Omicron is not, uh, you know, genomically, genetically, uh, part of the, the ancestral COVID and even the early, you know, alpha, beta, delta strains, all that kind of stuff, um, uh, related to, to SARS-CoV-2, the original COVID-19, the, the bad guy that kind of upset the world and so forth, um, and he was shocked. He's like, what are you talking about? He hadn't heard this at all. He it's not related. I said, well, everything's related. It's a coronavirus. And, you know, all coronaviruses are related. I mean, all of us are related. We're all humans. You know, we have similarities genetically and whatnot uh, between each other. But it's not a, a lineal descendant from uh, ancestors. He was, he was shocked by this. Well, how could it be? How could it exist? And I had to kind of backtrack. Um, and a lot of this is in my article. And I, I, I think I've you know shown it here before. But, um, you know. I'll just kind of uh, go through this briefly. Um, 
Oh, is it time to accept? This is from the Daily Skeptic, uh, September 25, uh, from this guy, me, um, Dr. Randall Bach. Is it time to accept that Omicron is not COVID-19? Really, it's not SARS-CoV-2, but I'm using these terms inter interchangeably as people do. Um, and so just at, you know, in the locker room, I went over this slide, um, which I'll expand a little bit for you. Um, hold, you know, the, the ancestral versions over here, the second wave variants over here, the number of mutations between one and the other or, or differences. Um, and Omicron's, you know, kind of like Pluto. Uh, if this is, I don't know, Earth and this is maybe uh, Mars and Jupiter or something like that, it's pretty far out. Um, and, uh, you know, this is from, he, he's like, are you, this is one of, is this one of your conspiracy theories? <laughs> and I have to say, I took a little umbrage at that. What do you mean one of my conspiracy theories? I mean, he, he knows that politically we're, you know, kind of a uh, little bit on opposite sides, perhaps. And, um, uh, and I, I said, well, what do you mean? I mean? Why don't you just look at it first before you try to, you know, cast dispersion or ad hominem attacks and so forth about me or the article. I'm just quoting other people. I'm, I'm formulating this stuff um, or by, by putting the pieces together, but these are jigsaw pieces that were uh, built by somebody else. Um, so just, you know, getting back to Omicron is, is not a, a is not really clearly related uh, to the other one. It's put on this chart as if it's somewhat related, but there's been no um, um, there's been no connection genomically or genetically between these. And, you know, this is Emma Hodcroft, PhD. She works at Next Strain, um, which does this, these mappings. She she said Omicron is almost like an orphan without close relatives on the COVID nineteen tree. Um, the interviewer explains in her words, basically, its genes just look so different from the other COVID-19 genome sequences. Um, and uh, she puts it on this, you know, chart with the, um, you know, COVID-19 SARS-CoV-2 SARS bunch, but there's really no evidence that it is part of this. And, and further on, just to kind of stick with pictures, Omicron's much less dangerous. Um, and historically, um, I, I've mentioned this before, that, you know, coronaviruses represent number two known cause of the common cold. Um, so I'm just going to, you know, come back away from that for now. But, um, you know, he was really kind of stunned. And, 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 and you know, so I, I said conversely in an email I, I wrote to him later, um, I said, you know, as far as conspiracy theories, I mean, cons conspiracy literally means to breathe together. I actually thought it meant something to do with piracy, but it's conspiracy, like spirometer, um, re respire, uh, expire and so forth. Excuse me, not expire, but I guess re respire, uh, respiration. So it means to breathe together. And so it's kind of uh, an interesting and ironic um, term for a conspiracy that has to do with the respiratory uh, illness. Um, but I think, you know, I said the real conspiracy might be the fact that you have not heard this and everyone's been pushing. This is the most transmissible. Omicron's the most transmissible, which is true. It's transmissible because it's mild. Um, everyone's been pushing that narrative. And, and nobody's told you that this is not related to SARS-CoV-2. And he's like, why, why is that? It's like, well, you know, I think, I mean, it's because of the E in the EUA, the emergency part of the emergency use authorization. And that is just kind of a, a nice kind of Wizard of Ozian uh, umbrella, <laughs> mixing metaphors, that, 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 you know, keeps everything together, that we can kind of keep pumping out um, you know, new rules and restrictions potentially and, and have them, you know, government kind of uh, swoop in um, when it needs to um, take a war footing uh, uh, against your own personal freedoms when it desires. And, um, and 
you know, it's also a necessary part to have vaccines trotted out without safety um, uh, trials in advance. So this new bivalent uh, I've, I've railed against previously, um, and people have asked me about whether they should take it. I can't tell anybody whether they should or shouldn't take it. I can say this, though, that there are two ingredients in it, and um, one is uh, for something that's no longer around and no longer will be, no, no, and will never be coming back, the, the SARS-CoV-2. You know, people pretty much on Earth are, are vaccinated and or naturally immune from it, and it's not circulating at all. So there's that which is pointless because it has its own danger profile. It's pro probably in and of itself 25 times more dangerous than the standard flu shot as far as side effects. And we've heard of, you know, these cardio, um, you know, cardiomyopathies and um, issues with, with younger people. And the other part is, is useful if Omicron were dangerous. So making uh, a vaccine against Omicron, you know, I'm not necessarily against that per se, and, and maybe some people could take that by itself as a univalent, but it would never have been produced as a univalent if they didn't have the emergency part. So they, they basically have to stick the ancestral, useless, antiquated uh, part of the, the, the vaccine, the COVID-19 part, in with the Omicron part so that they could get through the, the regulations under the emergency part as if it's still COVID-19. So that's the real conspiracy, um, which is keeping the COVID-19 word around, keeping SARS-CoV-2 around when Omicron is a complete break. So that, you know, gets back to the, the title um, of my story here. Um, is it time to accept that Omicron is, is not COVID-19? And, and yes, I mean, we're frankly long past that. It should have been done last December when everyone knew everything that I'm writing here. So the real mystery is partly this and partly why um, your, you know, in, in information providers, whether it's the government uh, news, professors, um, you know, the in institutions that we have have not brought this up. And and it has to be, you know, I mean, uh, again, if you want to call it a conspiracy, please do so. So, you know, my concluding paragraph is whether governments had valid reason to bring fear in 2020 is arguable. There's no reason for that in 2022. The EUA emergency use authorization as the gift that keeps on giving prevents any turning of the page from COVID-19 to Corona 22 or whatever you want to call the new one. There's no reasonable or legitimate public safety purpose to behave as if COVID-19 is still the major threat in 2022, nor that the COVID-19 vaccine is necessary. Moreover, this bivalent Omicron vaccine fulfills no genuine patient need. Historically, the common cold, such as Omicron and whatnot, has never been pre-vaccinated. And vaccinated after you've already gotten Omicron, which frankly most everybody has, it has its own uh, negative, potential negative effects. You know, it's called ADE, antibody-dependent uh, enhancement, and it has minimal positive effects because, you know, people who haven't gotten Omicron, they're not going to get that sick with it either. And, and the COVID-19 portion has no medicinal, only legal purpose for existing as the second ingredient. So, uh, I mean, I think this is the take-home message. Uh, you can go back and read the rest of it. Um, you know, Pfizer is doing well by this. Um, and, and just as a um, kind of tongue-in-cheek uh, maneuver, I actually wore, uh, you know, Dr. Fauci has made, I think, $15 uh, million. I mean, you can look up the numbers um, on this. Uh, you know, you've been locked down. You know, you've seen that. They've seen the thing. My parents went to uh, um, Cabo San Lucas and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. I mean, Dr. Fauci, you know, all you got was this lousy lockdown, uh, diminishment of your rights, uh, your kids uh, stifled uh, back, you know, lo losing a couple of years of their, you know, fertile mind education uh, opportunities, 
um, people lost their jobs, uh, the economy's gone to uh, the, the crapper and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and all you've gotten is what, I mean, all he's gotten, you know, in the meanwhile, he got this $15 million from basically pandering, uh, to pharma and, and, and using this sleight of hand, this, you know, EUA as a blanket that, that's, you know, working two years out. Um, I think, you know, he was very instrumental in, uh, uh, keeping, uh, the fear on so that there would have to be uh, mail-in ballots and all these other kind of electoral, um, reforms and distortions. And so probably more than anybody, uh, he was successful in, in getting rid of the erstwhile president, Mr. Trump. Um, but so, so what have I gotten? I mean, I'm wearing this tie just as a, a joke. If you look up closely, uh, you, you might see there's a little, this is something I got from Pfizer probably about, uh, I don't know, 20, uh, 25 years ago when, uh, Viagra was relatively new. And, uh, so I'm on the take two from Pfizer. I just want to point that out. I have this actually two of these ties. And so I thought I'd wear it tonight. I'm not sure it, it actually works, uh, with the shirt ensemble, but, um, you know, so like, like, like uh, Dr. Fauci have this, and Dr. Fauci and I have this in common. He, he's gotten something from Pfizer uh, and probably some more, you know, around the, the, the bend as he, you know, joins the board or gets speaking fees. And I got this tie. Um, so on that level, we are on a par. Um, so l- let's just kind of uh, zip around the world. That's the me stuff. Um, and frankly, you know, I think there's some useful information there. I think you should try to share this article um, and, and tweet about it and do whatever you can um, to put it out there. Uh, something that, that you know, continues to fascinate me um, is, um, let's see, where is it? I, I, I mean, I just look, look up zero COVID uh, now and then. Um, so on Twitter feed, uh, if you just put in zero COVID, you'll see some of the world's reactions uh, to COVID. You should not make zero uh, COVID. So here's, uh, as part of China's zero tolerance uh, um, COVID uh, policy, they now have these isolation boxes at airports. If you test positive, they place you in one and take you away to a quarantine camp. <laughs> Maybe you get a little bit of rest and so forth. And I, I don't know if I showed pictures of the quarantine camps before. They look, uh, I hate to, you know, this is an exaggeration. They look Auschwitzian or like um, Bergen-Belsen or something like that because they're just lines and lines of barracks. And uh, I'm sure you get fed. I'm sure you live. It's not quite the same. Um, and uh, here's, in, I guess, from, uh, I believe, England, uh, uh, the Chancellor at Exchequer uh, gleefully praising China's ruthlessly authoritarian zero COVID strategy. So this is a thing where somehow you're going to um, beat back, uh, you know, basically the common cold. <laughs> Good luck with that. Uh, so I don't know what to say. You just got to be aware of it and um, uh, keep your, your sanity. Um this is a, a, a substack that I um, came upon recently. I know Abir, um, and she has done some excellent work here in, in, in making uh, the complicated more simple by putting together memes. So I recommend you you look at and join her substack, uh, which I can put a link to later, but you see her name here. Um, and the PCR test, you know, you can go through these. I've talked about some of these now. I mean, I think we, we see this evident with Omicron, um, that, you know, it does show positive as a Corona test and it, 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 there are false positives and you could be like completely not infected, but, but there's a second point, which is not in the slide, uh, which is that, um, you might have Omicron, which is, you know, uh, 
kind of common cold-like and still turn positive on the um, so-called COVID test. Um, this is the Corona family. And this is, I, I like this because this actually uh, speaks to my article. Um, common, the, the cousin, one of the cousins is a common cold. And there's daddy Corona SARS, you know, 2003. I might've done this differently. The example I use all the time is the Baldwin's where the more dangerous version, say, you know, Alec Baldwin uh, might be, um, you know, SARS-CoV-2. Uh, you know, he's a nice little kid here. And then I have the, you know, I do the Stephen Baldwin, Alec Baldwin, uh, Billy Baldwin on it. So if, if you if you don't want Alec Baldwin to show up because he might shoot somebody, um, he's the dangerous one. But right now we're on kind of Haley Baldwin, which I suppose would be this one over here. And she would basically be the Omicron version, of, you know, common cold version. Um, so I like that, but I might change it a little bit. Uh, so she, she has some nice memes that I think that you can uh, look at and possibly share. Um, uh, and she talks about, you know, this is, I speak, I think speaks to uh, masking and whether we need to do that. Um, and so these are really nice. I think these, these can be very useful as uh, explanations uh, for people who don't quite get this. And, it, you know, again, it was kind of shocking because the guys I was talking to are, you know, have graduate degrees and very smart people. And they, were completely um, taken aback by my mention that Omicron is not uh, SARS-CoV-2, and you know I, I it's, you know the stuff's all out there, but people just don't get an information. So it's really uh, incumbent upon you to try to uh, push that narrative. So here's my day at the ballet, and um, uh, let me just go over these. This is just kind of in the hallway. You know, I was talking about Harvard-ish. I mean, I don't know if he went to Harvard or not, and so forth. But but it's a, you know it's a moneyed um, you know, educated, literate crowd. And, and yet, and yet, and yet they are working on, this is, this is nonsensical. It's a big open space. Nobody's sick. And Omicron is not dangerous. It's not SARS-CoV-2. He has not read my article, I'm sure. And we saw young kids, you know, beautifully dressed, um, nice schools, private schools, all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, kind of masked, um, these young ladies over here. I mean, I kind of get this. She's got maybe two or three masks on, uh, she's got the N95. Uh, I don't know. Is that enjoyable to watch the show? The, 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 the Boston Opera House has huge ceilings. Uh, nobody's sick. These people are not sniffling. They're not, you know, and a lot of people wearing masks anyway. Do they need to wear them? I'm sure they've had triple, quadruple, zip, you know, zip, uh, zip and zap, uh, lots of jabs and vaccines and whatnot. Uh, they're welcome to do it. I just don't think it necessarily makes any sense. Um, part of the pandemic, the aftershock of the pandemic, is that there are a lot of empty seats. So, I mean, I'm not sure exactly how many of these, you know, uh, come out to, but um, <clears throat> the place is probably about half full from what I could see. I didn't see downstairs as much. So our civic institutions have taken, a, you know, a toll from this. And again, these people online, uh, you know, young people uh, over here and whatnot. Uh, I don't think there's any real need for this. Um, I'm going to move along, get away from my stuff. Um, in the news, uh, just to kind of make, uh, keep you up, uh, with some things. Uh, well, I, there's, this, I may, I may come back to this. Um, but there was, um, this, this has been making the news, uh, Boston university, uh, researchers, um, testing of a lab made version of, of COVID, uh, gets government scrutiny. And, and I guess what they were doing is, is, um, trying to put an Omicron spike protein on the original ancestral, more dangerous SARS-CoV-2. This is literally a gain of function um, 
um, uh, research. Uh, there's a guy, Mark uh, Lipsitch, I believe he's at uh, Harvard in epidemiology. Uh, you can look him up on Twitter. Um, and this is, but he's got a series of, of tweets, which I've merged on uh, Thread Reader, which you should too. Uh, go over this. He, he makes some interesting points. Uh, they're pretty esoteric points. I'm not going to go over them, but basically, um, they are. This is this is standard gain of function. Um, BU says it's not, uh, but they're lying about it. I mean that this is literally what gain of function is. Uh, I don't know if they should be doing it, whether they should be doing it. Uh, I personally don't think it's necessarily dangerous. Um, I think that um, uh, you know the, even whatever the spike protein is, people have immunity to the ancestral version. Uh, it's not necessarily going to get around. If you know having the Omicron spike does not make it's not what makes Omicron hugely transmissible. Um, it's the fact that Omicron is mild that makes it transmissible. And, and the more dangerous viruses are not as transmissible because people get sick and they don't get up and sneeze on somebody else as much. Um, what else? So there, this is another um, article, Daily Mail. Uh, this is playing with fire. It could spark a lab-generated uh, ep- uh, pandemic. Um, I, I think this is a little bit hyperbolic. I don't think necessarily uh, this is going to be the case. But it's um, something to look at, and this is the um, what they did. Why are they doing it? Um, because uh, because they have money and you don't. Um, and uh, I, I just don't think there's necessarily any purpose to this. I think they should leave the mice and the rats alone and, and move on with their lives and try to do something else fruitful. Uh, ancestral cars, you know, SARS-CoV-2 is not coming back um, unless, uh, you know, there's an outbreak uh, from a lab 10, 15 years hence. Uh, this is an article um, uh, I have not had a chance to verify, uh, but a whistleblower um, uh, associated with Dr. Dazak at EcoHealth, you might remember this from some of our earlier episodes, uh, speaks that COVID-19 was created in the Wuhan lab. Um, I'm going to kind of leave that aside for now. I don't think there's necessarily much dispute about that, uh, although it has not reached common knowledge as well. Um couple other articles I might just touch on uh, briefly uh, before I call it a day. Um, one is uh, um, by Ari Schulman uh, a couple of weeks ago. A necessary backlash to the pandemic regime led to led its participants uh, to dark places. Um, COVID, COVIDianism uh, is dead, the branch COVIDians. Um, Americans have moved on from pandemic restrictions. Dr. Fauci is retiring. The CDC lies prostrate. Uh, the last pockets of masking and distancing fighters have been exiled to exotic reaches of blue jungles. Uh, that is actually where, <laughs> that's right here, by the way, Boston. Um, and all around us, we see wins for those who raged against the pandemic machine. Uh, anger over school closures uh, brought Glenn Youngkin. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, next month in November, um, so forth. I, 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 I think it's a little bit like the you know Ukraine war Um my son does an excellent, excellent pro, uh, podcast called the Pravdcast based on Pravda. Uh, so it's, it starts P-R-A-V-D, then C-A-S-T. You can find it wherever you find your podcast. And um, it's it's been fascinating following his podcast and unfortunately the war itself. But, you know, Russia had huge gains initially. And then, you know, it, it by all, you know, intents and purposes, uh, theoretically, they'd go steamroll Ukraine, which is smaller, um, 
less um, sophisticated militarily at the time. Um, but that didn't happen because Ukraine actually built a defense that, that worked towards the most dangerous aspects of the Russian invasion. And in a sense, this is how your immune system works uh, with a dangerous threat. And uh, the threat gets less dangerous over time. Russia is less dangerous as an invading force to Ukraine than it was previously. Um, and, and this is because, you know, the, the virus, of the, the Russian military is the virus. Uh, it changes over time and people's reaction to it changes over time. So the U Ukraine has far better uh, pinpoint accuracy, basically like antibodies against the Russian um, uh, military apparatus than it did before against specific Russian units and types of weapons because it understands them better. So it's like a war. And, and I don't know where that one ends up. Um, uh, you know, you can always look stupid making predictions, so I won't. Um, but, you know, that war uh, was taken on in a different way. It was taken on in the form of lockdowns and all these kind of secondary aspects, which were above and beyond what people needed. Uh, so I think we have to keep that in mind. Um, and stay vigilant. Uh, you know, please let me know how I can improve this uh, coronavirus conversation and uh, future ones, and let me know how you can be part as well. So uh, thank you so much. I'm going to call it a, a night, I guess. Um, and uh, you know, happy trails and uh, 